Oh boy, had some uh, technical difficulties there getting onto the air, but no worries, we've got you covered. We're back for your regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> uh, the Sharks giving us the regular scheduled loss uh, of this evening against the Blues, and uh, they uh, lose this one 5-3. to three. We'll talk about all that and more on this edition of Teal Town USA. But first, if you want to be a part of the show and teal together with us, check us out across all the social media platforms, that being the YouTube chat, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, and of course, the shenanigans that go on in the TikToks. Find all that and more at tealtownusa.com. Hit us up on the Venmo at tealtownusa. Your dollars go to these programming. All right. <laughs> I am... Uh, Pleased to be joined by Mr. Ian Reed. Ian, how are you doing this evening? Uh, I was doing fantastic until the Ontario Rain scored. Uh, now <laughs> I am not doing as fantastic. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is what it is at this point. You know, I think the the little club is starting to mirror a little bit of the big club. Some uh, doldrums, of course, for the uh, for the Sharks this evening. And uh, I mean. It wouldn't be a Sharks game without an early goal, right? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, no, um, it's, yeah, it was, it was, um, obviously, look, it was a game, a situation where a game like this, where you have two teams that have just played, like, absolute dog shit. Both look, like, both have found new and exciting ways to piss away a game. So it was, obviously, it was something had to give this game. Uh, between the Sharks and the Blues, and unfortunately for the Sharks, or fortunately, depending on what your kink is at this current moment in time, um, you know, it uh, it was the Blues night, not the Sharks. Yeah, well, Tor Krug will get us started off this evening early, like I had said, two minutes and 30 seconds into the first period, Shen and Falk with the assists, and this would be kind of the harbinger of this evening's game and really show the defensive deficiencies of this team i mean horrible change they they catch them and you know they're able to set up and, and get the goal ian i mean on this one what more can you say than you got to change quicker than that uh, you need to save there too um i feel like i've watched so much bad hockey lately um a, a, a dangerous trend and i and it's a all the games are kind of blurring together for me, whether they be Barracuda or um, Sharks games. But I just feel like the Sharks have been victimized by a lot of really dumb angled goals that goalies just need to have. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, look, a defense needs to be better and guys need to change faster, whatever. But, like, you need a save from that angle. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're look. I'm, I'm looking at this now on the replay and you've got Kakinen kind of hugging that post and he doesn't really know where he's at orientation wise when that shots let in. And like yeah. he had said, just you got to have a save on that. And it, it was a pretty innocuous looking shot. It, it, you know, it comes off of, of, um, of cruise stick and you're thinking, mm -hmm. oh, okay, you know, this is a, a fairly easy. That should floor. be a routine save. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and when you've got Cockin and, you know, as the younger goaltender who's got something to prove and he's not proven it like that and, and continues to have these these goals in which you think, man, 
he should have had those. I mean, we've we've said that multiple times this season. It's mm-hmm. it's. I mean, I don't think the Sharks will will jettison or or move off of Kakinen. I mean, I think he's he's got to be the future that the goaltending here. But it doesn't. He's not inspiring a lot of confidence right now. No, and look at and I. This was a bad goal. I didn't think this was a particularly bad game for him overall. Um, I think we still need to call a bad goal a bad goal. Um, but I, I don't think like. I don't feel like Cockenden gave this game away. Um, I think the Sharks did plenty to shoot themselves in the foot to kind of give this game away. Um, but it was it was a bad goal, um, and that that I will say. But I don't think overall this was a particularly bad game for Cockenden. Um, it's probably one of the better games he's played this year, if I'm being completely honest. Um, but again, you know, uh, at some point. Again, depending on what your kink is, uh, you have to figure out how to how to win games, right? Um, especially against teams like you know they played games against teams like Anaheim and now St. Louis. Like all these teams are not good teams. Yeah, I mean you got to figure out how to win a game some, somewhere. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And and like we had said, it was the battle of the losing streaks coming into this. And when you're out there, one, leaving your goaltender out to dry, and two, your goaltender not making, you know, routine saves, it's 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 not a recipe for success. Yeah. And, uh, un- you know, unfortunately, the the Sharks would have a little bit of a pushback, and, and I say unfortunately because it's, it's in vain at the end, but Timo gets a, a nice goal. Um, his sixth of the season with LeBanc and Carlson getting the assists there. Um, team will drive in the net and you know doing doing what he's supposed to be doing you mm-hmm. know what I mean like that's that that particular goal should have kind of been what we had saw his initial season start off with I mean that this is the Timo that we know you know what I mean and, mm-hmm. and this was kind of emblematic of 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 his career thus far so I mean it's good to see him now uh streaking a little bit um, and you hope that this continues for him um but again, I mean, it's 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 tough to to analyze because, you know, on the one hand, you're looking at him as potentially a piece that you could continue to rebuild around. I mean, he's he's what you would be looking for in a in a piece, you know, out on the market. But you also look at the way in which the team has collectively played around that top line and this tells me my eyeballs say that this team is a lot farther away than maybe one or two pieces. And maybe, you know, we should be looking with one eye towards the future and perhaps getting rid of a, a you know, a potential 35 goal score. Cause it's just not the, the sharks time right now. Yeah. Here's the problem is like, you have to then replace those guys. And we watched Brent Burns, go away and look what we spent all that cap space on garbage. Right. right? So I, I, I understand the sentiment. Sure. But I'm concerned about what would, so you send Timo out, what do you replace him with? Right. And, and, and then the long term, obviously you want to make sure that you, you draft well and then, you know, you, you get all the guys and then you, you know, you start to rise back up. I just, the thing is with with tanking is that one, uh, 
getting Bedard isn't a guarantee. You get, uh, I think, a 20% chance uh, of getting him if you finish absolutely dead last. And B, at some point, like, you have to, and I've said this about a lot of teams, you have to, at some point, make the decision that the rebuild is over and you have to figure out when you're going to start holding guys again. And I just, like, obviously, I, I if the, the Sharks, you know, the Sharks are what they are this season. Right. Um, and so I, you know, so I obviously I, I, I don't I don't get this is why I don't get mad when they win, because I don't think it's going to matter at the end. Like, I think right. they're going to be deep enough in the draft that they're going to draft a decent player. And hopefully, you know, that will start the rebuild out of this current mess that they're in. But if they start if they go fire sale, then at some point, like you want to have guys that are there that are going to be able to lead this team and not just hand it over to the youngsters. Because then what you do is you end up with like what the Oilers had in the Taylor Hall, Jordan Eberle, Ryan Nugent Hopkins years, right? Like we all remember what happened there yeah. because they just turned it over to the kids and there was just no one else. Yeah. Like you still need guys that are going to be, you still need guys that are going to be good and can lead this team like you want quality players to be around so that it's not just you just don't hand it over to the kids and be like okay go win now right right and and i guess you know for me that's why it seems almost like the shirk should be holding on to timo and and trying to shed a player like logan couture as 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 um, you know, as much of a fan favorite as he is and as long a tenure to Sharky. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't I don't I don't think Logan Couture is 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 too fondly looked at in many shark circles these days. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that that to me is the guy that you want to start looking at moving first before you mm-hmm. move, move off of Timo. But uh getting back to the game and that into that second period, I mean the the shots going into that period were nine eleven in favor of the Sharks, so not a t- huge territorial advantage and the the play was very back and forth but going into that second period Jordan Cairo would score seven minutes in his fourth on the season with Buchnevich and Thomas getting the assist there on the power play and I mean this one you, you just have Mario biting a little too hard into the corner right mm-hmm. and uh, that puck is able to then squirt free and you've got a isolated two on one down low you get Kakanen moving left to right and you know it's in the back of the net and all she wrote so I mean on that one I don't see how Kakanen stops that I think this this one was just an overbite on the on the PK and um you know you chalk it up to that but I mean did you see anything on that goal Ian that would lead you to believe one way or another more uh, on the defensively aware bone boneheaded kind of play or I mean just yeah i'm shit happens on the yeah yeah, exactly um yeah it is it is what it is um and i think i don't think that the like i said there's the defense is such a wishy-washy mix of of guys that um i just think that guys are commonly out of position guys overplay their position and and this was what happened here um I, I saw in the chat earlier some people saying like the it was weird that the 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 blues didn't get any penalties, but um they're like one of the least penalized team in the league. Now is that for a team that uh is as bad uh, as the blues have been, um you'd probably expect otherwise, but 
I, they're one of the least penalized teams in the league, and I don't think it's because uh, they're getting any favors from the league. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think you also have to have the Sharks um, playing at a level in which will draw penalties, right? And I don't think they've yeah. done enough to draw penalties away from the puck. I think, you know, again, we've seen defensive lapses. We've seen... Um, just sloppy play and and you know not garnering enough to get any kind of attention for for a penalty or you know to get a power play mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's kind of that chicken or the egg syndrome right is you know is it is it because the team is the least penalized or is it because you know the sharks just don't really draw penalties in the first place you know so i i I don't know, but whatever you'd have that. I mean, the Sharks would ever would uh, get back into the game and they would tie it up. Tomas Hurdle getting his third on the season, LeBanc and Ferraro getting the assist. Um, good to see Hurdle getting on the board. Um, you know, parking himself right out in the slot, able to get a, a puck that comes from behind the net. Um, and and you know, again, point blank type of shot. And it, these yep. are the types of shots that he, you know, is known to do. Yeah, and you know, one of the questions that I think we we got a lot and on previous shows that I've been on, um, Burge, we'll talk about some HL stuff in a minute. Um, the um, the one thing with hurdle, like people are like, oh, are we worried about hurdle, are we worried about hurdle. Like, Every time my answer was generally no, because right. I think he's been doing what he's supposed to do, and I think it, you know, eventually it's gonna. It was going to work out for him. Like, I think, obviously, I think it's only his third goal of the season. So, obviously, we like to see Hurdle get going a bit more. But I feel like he does everything that you would expect Tomas Hurdle to do. Um, and I'm not worried about Hurdle's play at all. Yeah. Uh, again, if he continues to play the way in which he's been playing in the last couple of games, you know, I don't think that I have too much concern either. You know, it's it's kind of when he kind of starts to sag a little bit and, and you can see the frustration on that's kind of when, when you worry that the, the slump will be prolonged. But he's been pretty upbeat, kind of similar to the way Timo was, you know, when he was going through his slump. So, again, it's good to see that that line, you know, light it up and do what it, um, you know, do what it's supposed to do. And yeah. Bank and Ferraro getting the assists on that. Um, LeBanc having a two-point night. Um, and, and I think it's just been a really good fit for, for those three and, uh, you know, up on that top line, um, Brandon sod, however, would kind of spoil all the good feels, um, with, yep. <laughs> <laughs> with two minutes left in that second period, the sharks give up yet another dagger type goal. And to me, I mean, Ian, this one, this is where I think the game was lost in my opinion. Um, mm. you know, I, I, I really do think that when you give up that, that goal late in the period, um, you sow the seeds of doubt, and, and I don't think you you start the next period off, you know, on the right footing. I think you're you're, uh, of course, on the scoreboard. You're chasing the scoreboard, but you've also got to wrangle the that um, uh, that good so mojo. The seeds of doubt. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those things, right? Because like it's you never, especially like late goals like that, because. Obviously, like you generally, I think in this game, you want to have a relatively short memory, but it sucks to, you know, when you go into the locker room and you don't really have any like a palate cleanser to kind of think about anything else. And that's what you take into the 
into the locker room. I think that's probably not a whole lot of fun. I think if uh, I, you know, I, I, you'd hope like being pros that they'd be able to shake that stuff off, but I don't, I don't think, I think they're still human too. So, yeah. I mean, Logan would make it interesting. He'd get it all tied up again, minute and 26 into that third period. So it did seem like, you know, they, they did kind of take it on the chin going in late. We're able to, to get the goal to tie it up. Carlson getting his 11th assist mm-hmm. and um, started to maybe feel a little good. And then Callie Rosen comes back, um, you know, seven minutes later and gives them the the leading goal um, but you could kind of see the the sharks after they got logan's goal start to sag a little bit again and it just seemed like they were kind of waiting for the play to come to them and and i think st louis took advantage of that and, yeah and i think again you got callie rosen he's getting his first of the season with thomas and tarasenko getting the assist there that comes at eight uh eight twenty in the third and then Nolachari would get the uh, empty net goal with Buchnevich getting the assist at nine forty 1940, or 1941. And... Yeah, and I thought, you know what? And I give the, like, I thought the, like, the empty netter always sucks, but I thought the Sharks, for the most part, I thought they really made the most of having the extra man on. Like, I thought they, they, they had, had some, some good, good pressure shots. there and they yeah. had some good shots. Like, they, they, they definitely didn't, you know, it's not like you see some games where the, the goalie gets pulled and then the puck goes in. And you're like, well, that was that was fun. Um, that wasn't the case here. I thought the Sharks really, they did everything they could to try and get this game tied. Just some nights are not your night. Um, and I thought, you know, for for pulling the goalie, I thought they did pretty well um, with the goalie pulled. It just didn't work out. Um, I liked the pressure. I liked, I liked the puck movement. I mean, there was a couple times where I, I didn't like the puck movement um, in the, like the back corner yeah. um, where there's like, I think a little bit too much, like they got Timota, I think Timota Carlson kind of just like back and forth. And it's like the look hasn't changed guys, like move it somewhere else. But overall, I think, you know, you, they, the team did exactly what you wanted the team to do with the, uh, with, with the extra man advantage. Unfortunately, um, you know, they, turned it over um the one time and they were able to stop the um they were able to stop the play from ending up in a goal and then unfortunately by the end you know i think guys were probably gassed a little bit and you know the blues took advantage and they they capped it off but i i you know again i think like results being what they are obviously they can't be happy but i don't i don't completely fault their effort tonight like i don't think they just I don't think they didn't try. I just think they're not very good. Yeah. No, I, I, I think we've we've come to that, sing that refrain quite a lot this season that, you know, it's it's not about effort game to game. It's about the lack of talent or or just the lack of cohesion that this team has right now. You know what I mean? It's still it still seems like they're very much um, throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks um, I, I, you know, there, there will be games where they'll try, uh, not try, but there'll be games where they'll execute their game plan and look like a completely different team. And then, you know, the result won't come. So they seem to, you know, splinter off and kind of do their own thing for a little bit. Um, and it, that doesn't work. So it's, it just seems like we've, we've kind of ebbed and flowed between, a group that all kind of wants to play the same way and a group that's kind of freewheeling. Yeah. 
And again, it's it's a mark of a team that's that's kind of a little directionless. I think it's it's the mark of a team that kind of knows it's not good. Um, I think you know it it's 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 got to start from within that locker room. They, they they've got to believe that they're you know NHL players that they're ready to play that they're you know yeah and I mean obviously like it's it's and the other frustrating thing I think for this team right now too is like so Timo and Carlson get hot and then the goaltending significantly cools down and that's Reimer too I think um like again Reimer's been really good but has he played his best hockey in his last couple of starts I would say no um like and that's not me saying like you know you need to ship this guy to town or he's the worst goalie ever I mean you know um James Reimer has done so much more above and beyond um for this team so it's hard to be like I'm not mad at him but would it would we, you know, I, I think we also, again, you know, there's sometimes where you should be able to be, you know, to say what it is. It's like, yes, he's been really, really good for the Sharks, but he hasn't been that great the last couple of games. So it's, I think it's upsetting, you know, if you're the Sharks to kind of have, you can't kind of get everything clicking at the same time. Um, and I think that's probably frustrating for them because again the goaltending was super hot and nothing else was and then Carlson and Meyer get going and then the goaltending kind of cools off and it's just it seems like they just can't get it all to click at the same time right yeah that that's exactly exactly it you know and and again it's it's whether or not you know they're playing all in that one direction or or they're kind of scuffling and in this team has so little margin for error right everything's got to mm-hmm. be firing on all cylinders for this thing to work and you know when we see one piece falter or two pieces falter you know that pretty much caves the whole house in and yeah i, I mean i i think that that is true for most teams in the nhl where oh you, for sure where you've got to have your top players be your top players but i think yeah. in the sharks case, but the, the, right there's no margin for error with the sharks right Right. I mean, they... but, and that's and that's the difference. Right. Like, uh, sure. And then that's probably, you know, I do other teams, even ones that are doing well, like, you know, well, they have nights where not everything works in their favor for sure. But their margin for error is so much bigger than the Sharks is. Right. So tonight's and, you know, tonight's effort would uh, culminate with the Sharks having 30 shots on goal and St. Louis having 33. Uh, the Sharks yeah. would lose five to three. And, uh, you know, Jordan Bennington. The winning goaltender would only have a 900 save percentage tonight, and uh, Kapokakinen coming in with the 875. Um, the Sharks would not draw a power play this evening. Uh, the Blues had two and converted on one. Uh, mm-hmm. Sharks edging them out in the faceoff play. Um, giveaways pretty much dead even. Hits pretty much dead even. I mean, it was it was a pretty. I think it was pretty entertaining. Um, yeah, it was. It was it, like I've watched worse Sharks games this year. Um, and, and both teams kind of evenly matched, but again, I think at the end, yeah. at the end, you just had that little bit of extra oomph for what, for whatever reason from St. Louis, whether it be, you know, just needing that, needing a win for them to get out of the streak or, or having just a, that little bit of extra talent. But yeah, unfortunately the Sharks just, uh, or just, you know, or, or a save or a couple saves, like a couple of saves may have changed the outcome of this game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I guess we'll we'll move on from that and we'll talk a little bit about the Barracuda and and uh, what they're up to. Uh, Ian, I mean, they're losing right now to Ontario, right? Yes. Um, Ontario, 
Ontario is a really, really good team, though. Um, so I'm not shocked that Ontario is kind of having their way with them. I think they're. I think Ontario is probably one of the best teams in the uh, American Hockey League this year. Um, so the Barracuda, we knew that the Barracuda were going to have their hands full um, this game. But they've had some troubles for sure. I mean, obviously, they're on a four-game losing streak now. I think four games, four or five games. It's bad. Um, um, I, the Barracuda, so last game, they had a lot of scratches. And then where everyone was like, oh, what the hell's going on? Like, some of the names are like, like Merkley was out. And I wanna, I'm trying to remember who else didn't dress last game. Um like guys that you think should play, right? Uh, and then it turned out that they were all out for reason. They weren't out because they were healthy scratch. So with Weisblatt not going on the trip, actually Weisblatt started his game, this game, um, with Weisblatt not going on the trip to Calgary and then other players kind of going out uh, against Calgary, I wonder, they haven't said anything for sure, but I think there might be like a bug going around the room. And I wonder if that's had an impact. I'm not trying to make excuses for them because I don't think they've been particularly good, uh, even in those losses. Uh, Barracuda just scored, though, so 2-1 Ontario um, over the Barracuda right now. Um, But, I mean, the Barracuda, a lot of Barracuda problems, in my opinion, are self-inflicted. This is a team that takes a boatload of penalties and just dumb penalties at dumb times. I think that, yeah, uh, there we go. Reedy, uh, Scott Reedy and, and Tristan Robbins were out last game. Thank you. Um, right. I mean, and those are guys like Tristan Robbins had a goal in the in the Calgary game before that. So um, I think that there's probably was a bug going on there. But again, no one will come out and say anything right now. I think especially with, especially when it comes to like the flu and stuff. Um, I think teams are going to be really tight-lipped about that. Um, so... Yeah, it's they haven't been good. I don't think. Um, again, talk about goaltending's uh, cooling off significantly. Uh, both Arundel and Etu Makaniemi were not good in the games in Calgary, um, especially the the eight two game. That was pretty bad. And even even the the other game where uh, John McCarthy Etu uh, Makaniemi started and then he went to Arundel pretty quickly in the second period. Um, it's just yeah, it just hasn't been that good. Um, and we had concerns like the concern that I always had with this team was going to be its blue line. And I think it's blue lines as deep as a puddle. Uh, and when they make some weird choices and, and scratch guys like, you know, Hataka or in the case where Merkley wasn't in it, like it's, it's bad. Like that blue line is just putrid. Um, I think as far as like guys like, but the, for the guys that you want to see doing well, um, I think look at Eklund, I think's done really good so far uh, this season. I think he obviously he needs to finish more. Um, and I think he, if he keeps playing the way he is, he's going to like, it's only a matter of time before this kid's going to start filling in. I feel like, um, but I, I can definitely understand like people being like, oh, that's a nice highlight, but it didn't end in a goal. So like, I'm kind of sick of seeing this and I can kind of get that sentiment. Although I think he's been fine. I think bordalo has been, I think Bordalo's cooled off a little bit, but I still think he's like a man amongst boys on that team. Um, Tristan Robbins has been really good. Gushkin's finally getting going. It seems like to me, the issue with this team, 
aside from the blue line is like they've got obviously a lot of veteran players that get to dress every night and the only thing they're getting from their veteran players is opportunities to practice their penalty kill yeah yeah i mean like a player like andro agus uh agazzini right agazzino's been fine uh he's not he's not the issue like no, but I mean, I, I mean, but what I'm saying, kind of along the lines of he's he's a kind of a journeyman, right? And mm-hmm. you know, this is a this is a guy that, um, you know, I don't think we expect him to play on the big club. No, 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 and that's and that's why the leadership group is set up the way it is on the Barracuda. I think this year because last year, like, well, I mean, the Barracuda got just absolutely pillaged because of the Sharks' injuries last year. But like their whole leadership group basically ended up in the NHL. And I think that's why they made the letters the way they did this year was so that if guys start getting called up and it's not likely going to be the guys wearing letters so that their leadership group is going to be intact regardless of what happens on the big club. And I think that's like I I understand after what happened last year, I understand um, why they're doing that. Strauss man is starting this game. He finally got called back up from Wichita. Um, I think he's getting a well-deserved start after how he played in Wichita um, was like the, one of the stars of the week in the ECHL. Um, and like I said, uh, E2 McAniemi and Aaron Dell struggled in their last few games. So I'm glad to see Strauss man getting the start. I'm glad to see Weisblatt finally drawing into the lineup. Um, again, you know, the, the Ontario rain are, are they're one of the best teams in the HL uh, and the shot differential kind of shows that right now. Um, the Barracuda being out shot, I think like 24 to 10. Um, it, it's a really good, uh, it's a really good Ontario team. Yeah. So I wasn't expecting a win here. It's, it's the, the next games. I think they play a couple of games against Colorado next. And I, that's where you kind of want to see things get back on the rails a little bit for the Barracuda. Yeah. Um, I'm an asking, uh, is it time for the CUDA to rotate three goalies? I think you want to reward again, everything that's this team is supposed to be a meritocracy. That is what they've stressed to us. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think if you're playing well, you should get to play like obviously E2 McAniemi and Aaron Dell to start the season were very, very good. So it didn't surprise me that, that, you know, Strauss man by default had a hard time getting into the lineup. But now that they faltered, obviously Strassman is getting an opportunity tonight to try and um, to kind of, you know, get together and uh, I don't know. I lost my train of thought here. Um, you know, they're, they're trying to get together and put together some good games. And I hopefully Strassman, I think like, again, tonight Strassman is not the reason that the Barracuda are losing. So um, I would hope that he would, you know, get to continue playing as long as he's continuing to you know as long as he continues to play well yeah but it's a meritocracy right like if and so obviously like it should the guys who are playing well should get to play i i think that they should and look at you have an echl affiliate in wichita and i don't have a problem with them sending goalies down to play games well if two guys get hot and they kind of want to ride that hot hand I think, you know, should they rotate through guys? Yeah, like I don't think Aaron Dell or McIniemi should never see the net again because they had a bad weekend. Um, but, you know, I think they should take advantage and just um, whoever plays well should play. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And, and you know, you're, you you got to earn your way up and you got to earn, um, you know, spots on this team. So, yep. I, you know, I think 
they're they're doing what they need to be doing as far as the the development goes and putting some obstacles in the way for the kids um you know to try and get them to to up their game yeah and and Puckeye, like is there any reason why the cuda aren't dominating as much as we had hoped um well, I think that defense has a lot to do with it, right? I mean, yeah, defense. Look at it again, like this. I think that there's situations where they they can't, you know, they they do themselves no favors by going to the box too much and and having guys that routinely send them to the box continue to draw into the lineup. Um, when you want to dress guys like Pouliot and Raska and Vial and you know, and the, and the list goes up McGrath. Like these guys are going to put you in the box. And if you want to dress a bunch of them, then you kind of reap what you sow. Um, I think, look at, I think we, we thought the Barracuda would be better. I think, again, obviously you want to see, you, you know, you want to see the kids put up a few more points, but they need help too. Like guys like, you know, Egazino has been pretty good, but guys like Verano, guys like Johnson, like these guys need to help. These guys need to pull their weight. Um, and, and I think, yeah, like, I, I think that, I don't think we overestimated this team coming into the season. And again, it's really, it's really early, uh, injuries be damned. Like, like, again, injuries or illnesses going around the room, that doesn't help anything. Um, I, I haven't written this team off yet. I think that the Calgary games were not very good, but, um, I, you know, they're going to struggle again. The 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 uh, Pacific Division in the American Hockey League is a pretty tough division, and the Barracuda play most of their games within. It's not like the NHL where you play everyone. You know what I mean? Right, right. But yeah, it's it's a little different of a of a matchups game for sure when you're when you're in the A. And the, of course, the Barracuda don't play as many games, right? So mm-hmm. you also have that against them. Yeah, and the, that's the other thing too, right? Like you have a week off, and then you go on a big road trip and like, I don't know, man, it's professional hockey guys that got to be ready to play. But to say that that never has it, like having an entire seven day period off, like having no effect, like, no, it has an effect whether we like it or not. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think, think you put that, put the bow on that one nicely and uh, we'll see if the, uh, if the, the Barracuda can get back in this, uh, again, they're losing two to one right now to Ontario, and there is a minute and fifty-two seconds up in the second period. Oh, yeah. Okay, I thought that was a goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, switching gears now, uh, the Sharks, and you know, of course, lose this game tonight. Um, they'll be back at it. They play again tomorrow, right? Yes, tomorrow against Dallas, and uh, we'll have that reunion with uh, Joe Pavelski and. Uh, I'm look, I'm, I'm expecting, I mean, we're going to, of course, we're going to see Reimer and Nets tomorrow, but I I mean, Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to expect more of the same from the team. I I don't see them beating this, uh, beating a Dallas right now, um, the way in which they've been playing and, and it, it's been really lean, you know, it's been lean for the sharks and um, not really a lot to, to look up four at the moment um, yeah just kind of ho-hum at the at, at this point i mean in besides you know the roster tweaking i mean what what should be the objectives right now for the team should it should it be to continue to you know position themselves for a better draft pick and then um you know come 
all-star breaker later, maybe think about calling up kids or, or just keep them there the whole year and just, you know, let the team, let the, the pieces fall where they may. I think, look at, I think eventually, like, I think, look at this team is what it is. Um, like, I don't think again, you know, the, they're, I don't think they're going to win many games as constructed. I don't think bringing the kids up is going to super change the outcome of those games. I think that you would just be losing with kids. I think, look, at you just keep the Sharks have to keep on keeping on. They have to keep trying to put together wins because the players are going to try and win. Like we've covered this a bajillion time ad nauseum, right? Like management tanks, players don't. Um so I think the players, you know, they're going to keep trying to figure this out and trying to put together, you know, a stretch of games and try and get back on the winning side of things. But to me, you, you know, you just kind of let it ride till the trade deadline. And if you move a lot of pieces, then obviously you're going to have to fill those holes. And then maybe that's when you start um, calling some of the kids up. But um, right now, like, I don't really, again, if you're, if you're looking at this as like a, a meritocracy, um, like Mike Greer has kind of made this out to be like, I don't think there's really any of the kids that have really earned a call up at this point. And, and then, that's, and that's not to say like, Oh my God, it's the end of the world. Like none of these kids are good. No, I think they're fine, but I don't think they've, they've done anything to earn a call up at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't, especially with this next stretch coming I, and until there's a, an injury, I don't think we will see any kids. Um, you know, you've got Dallas tomorrow. That's going to be another 530 uh, Pacific game. Then you got Minnesota on Sunday. That's a three o'clock Pacific game. Then you go to Vegas uh, mm-hmm. and then you come home for Detroit. So, I mean, these these are going to be some rough games coming up. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see um, Pavelski. We'll we'll see uh, the, the the Dallas team and, and how they're doing this year. I mean, I, I think. They're They've been of, so so of late, though. I yeah. mean, like, I don't think this is like, I don't look at this Dallas game as completely unwinnable. Like, Dallas has been pretty good, but like their last ten, I think they're like five hundred in their last ten. Right. So I mean, it's not like they're it's not like they're a host of fire right now. Yeah, they're eight four and one right now on the season. So, um, you know, the the team has has done well, but again, you know, they, they've kind of started to cool off just a little bit. Um, and then you've got that game against Minnesota. I think it's always fun to see Kirill Kaprizov and in Minnesota. Another, but Minnesota's been so bad this year. Yeah, and, and that's kind of weird. I thought, you know, I had Minnesota doing a lot better than they are right now, and they're sporting a six-six and one. Yeah, record. I mean, like they they're doing better than I thought they were, but like I don't know, it hasn't been. Uh, it has not been fun in Minnesota so far. So again, like there's. I think if you're the Sharks, you look at this as like there's there's winnable games here. Um, do they win? I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you, you hope that they try and get one out of Dallas or, or Minnesota because then you've got that Vegas game and, you know, we're seeing what Jack Eichel can do. And that's just I'm 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 curious to see how bad he's going to torch the Sharks defense because um, that has the makings of getting our our um, lunch given to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Ian. Well, I think that that's going to about do it for this one. Um, any any final thoughts? Um, you know what what your outlooks are, what you're looking for. You know, in these next few games. Um, and, and I just want to be entertained. Time. I mean, that's that's kind of what I've always said, right? Like, if you can, if if the Sharks 
play entertaining games and still lose like that's kind of the best of both worlds i don't really want like i don't want to watch games like i watched the first game in calgary between the barracuda where the barracuda just got waxed eight to two like i don't want to see the sharks kind of lose those kind of games because then you just feel like you're wasting your time um but if the sharks like i said if the sharks continue to lose entertaining games i think that's the best of both worlds because you obviously watch the team to be entertained um and again like i can't like it's not like i'm actively cheering them to lose it's just if they lose that's fine because we know what's at the end of the tunnel which is a long way away so yeah lose entertaining games that's that's all i want (laughs) uh well i we'll see um as far as uh, as my final thoughts go, I mean, again, it's all about building the foundation. Um, you know, you you got to have um, good foundational plays, and I'm still seeing a lot of uh, defensive miscues, so you got to want to clean those up. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think again, um, I'm concerned for for scoring outside of that top line, um, and and you know, the, those are going to be kind of things that I'm going to be looking for um, going forward, and and kind of seeing how the rest of the season develops as far as where you can find me you can use my first name that's eric e-r-i-k landy l-a-n-d-i across all the social media garbage uh in case you missed us or you want to check us out again or thereafter <laughs> check us out on this youtube uh, channel that's uh, teal town usa of course you can also check us out across all the podcasting uh, yeah. apps that being the apple podcast the google play store uh, youtube rewinds reddit uh, spotify tune in iheart audacity and of course everything and more at tealtownusa.com again for uh, eric and ian and for the rest of the crew we appreciate you being here and uh, come check us out after tomorrow night's game against dallas we'll be here and uh, we'll hope to see you guys too Have a good one, and keep it real, keep it teal, and keep it real teal. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you tomorrow night.